Hey, welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast. This week, I share the biggest lessons I learned from taking the entire month of November off of social media. Hey, I am Raymond Hadfield, your host of this Beginner Photography Podcast, and like I said, I took November off of all of social media, and why do you care? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, mainly, I did it for my photography, and I'm excited to share some things that I learned, uh, you know, but I, I don't want you to think right now that this is just going to be a slam on social media, because it's not. Uh, just a little experiment that I ran, and again, I'm really excited to share with you some of the things that I learned from this little experiment. But first, I do want to give a huge shout out to Stereth on on Apple's podcast app for leaving the podcast a five-star iTunes review. Stereth says, I think it's Stereth, I think I'm saying that right, S-T-R-E-I-T-T-H. Anyway, if that's you, if that's not how you pronounce it, please let me know so that I don't, uh, you know, make a fool of myself. Uh, Stareth says, I love the spirit of this podcast. My favorite thing is that Raymond does for his followers is to encourage them to shoot. I get some of my most amazing images from just playing around with my camera. I'm in a really busy season at work, but my photography has been such a nice thing to ease my mind from the busyness. Man, Stareth, I got to say... You know, even though you are in this busy time of work, that makes this uh, that you the the fact that you left the podcast and uh, review really means a whole lot. So I got to say thank you so much. And again, uh, please send me an email, <laughs> let me know who you are, so that I can uh, give you a proper thank you because this really does help the podcast. And I'm glad that you are, uh, you know taking the initiative to actually just go out and and shoot, even if it's just messing around with your camera for a little bit, uh, getting some photos that, uh, that you're going to be able to look back on and enjoy in the future. So again, thank you so much. So back to social media, no social media November. Why did I do this? Yeah, good question. Um, so let me start just by saying over the past five or six years, I think that most of the books that I read – or podcasts that I listen to, or people that I follow online, it's all very business-related. So everything that I consume is business-y. <laughs> so I'm always in some sort of a, a business mindset, thinking about how things can be optimized, how you need to plan for the future, you know, all these sorts of things that, you know, and, and I don't want you to get me wrong here. I really think that it's important to have to be business minded to have some sort of business education uh, especially for somebody like me who wants to run a business but you know i didn't go to business school i went to film school i wanted to learn how to uh, control light how to tell stories with a camera but it's so again it is important but it's that um it's that attention to business over creating photographs that really i think left me feeling stagnant in my photography and that led to um, feelings of inadequacy, maybe, which, which rather than leaning into, you know, learning a new technique, just going out and shooting, I would just fill that time with social media. So at that point, I now had an unhealthy relationship with social media. Uh, I was on it. I would consider too much. You know, uh, now what is uh, uh, too much? What is an unhealthy amount? Well, I'm not going to tell you, and that's not because it's it's embarrassing or anything like that. It just it just wouldn't mean anything to you. Uh, so, 
you know, I shoot differently the way that you shoot. I use social media for work. I use social media to, you know, connect with family and friends as well. Uh, but I also use it in in line at the grocery store. I use it uh, when waiting at Charlie's Orthodontist appointments. I use it, you know, when I'm in the bathroom just to just to scroll. So again, I can't tell you what the number is to me because it's not going to mean anything to you. So then you might be asking, well, how do you, how do I know if I'm spending too much time on social media? And again, I can't, I can't give you a quantifiable number, but I would be willing to bet that if you were honest with yourself, uh, you would know that answer. Um, you know, some people spend five times as much time as I do on social media, uh, and they don't have a problem with it because they're using it in in an effective way. They're using it to uh, like they have a plan for it. it. It it makes sense for them. Now, okay, just to be clear, uh, let me let me say this before this turns into you know some sort of uh, bash fest on Facebook or or whatever. I don't think that social media is bad at all. I've I've used it to to build two businesses. Um, and I don't know what my life would be like without it because of those things. But I do think that the people in charge of these tech companies do everything that they can to encourage you to spend more more of your time on their platform because that's how they make money so that they can serve you more ads. So all the decisions that they make are based on, well, how can we get people to spend more time here? And that's what I'm trying to avoid it's that time, it's that space that I want to regain. I want more space. And I don't mean space like away from my family or like property or, you know, anything like that. And I don't want to go to space. I would like to go to space, let me clarify. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be some sort of tech billionaire just so that I could go to space. But I want my brain to, to wander. I want mental space. Because for me, it's in that quiet space that uh, my brain tries to keep busy. And inadvertently, sometimes I will put two seemingly unrelated ideas together to form something new and something interesting. And to me, that I, if that's not creativity, I don't know what it is. When you take two random ideas, put them together, that's creativity. And for me, those those ideas only happen when I have more mental space for for these ideas to, to to develop. When I'm not thinking, oh, what is you know my buddy Paul up to, or this is what somebody I went to high school is up to, or this is the new you know ad for you know whatever it is, just by scrolling on social media, things that you know are very unproductive to me and mean nothing. So while this idea of getting off of social media to allow my space or to allow my brain some more space sounds wonderful in practice it was a bit more challenging than i anticipated um so let me get into this and uh, tell you you know what it did for me and how it can help your photography as well but first off i do want to give another shout out we got two shout outs this is a double shout out episode to uh vinnie puglisi who is a past guest of the podcast and host of his own podcast called the total life freedom podcast uh, because he just had an episode not too long ago on uh how to it's called how to use social media if i hate it which I'm going to link into the show notes uh, as it brings up some really good points on how to use it if um, if you need to. 
like if you're trying to start a, a photography business or something like that, you know, wink, wink. Um, but if you don't listen to his podcast, it's fantastic. It's a daily podcast. Each episode is like five, six minutes long, super quick, bite size. You can listen to it while you're at the grocery store or while you're in the bathroom or waiting at your son's or the daughter's appointment. You can do all these things. <laughs> and it's much more, um, feels much more productive than, you know, just scrolling to see what that person who you didn't like in high school is, is up to now. So again, I'm going to link to that in the podcast, but back to again. No social media November. So to make this work, I thought if I – okay, what is the plan? I want that space. Okay, why? Because I want to be more creative. Well, how how do you be more creative? Well, you either allow your brain to have space to put together ideas, but also you need more ideas to come in. So I wanted to just – surround myself with creative work, right? So I had to come up with some sort of creative plan. So a plan that would just surround myself in that creativity so much so that you would feel like, how could you not be inspired to create? Like that's how much I just wanted to just drown myself in in interesting books and movies and, and photographs. But I needed to have a comprehensive yet attainable plan. So I came up with this plan. I opened up the Good Notes app on my iPad, grabbed my Apple Pencil, and started writing. I was like, here we go. Here's, here's what this plan is going to look like. I wanted to watch one movie per week, just one. Wanted to read one photo book per week, just one. And then take 100 photos per day. Now, not really 100 photos, but when I say 100 photos, I just mean like I want to take a lot of photos. So many photos that the goal is simply to force myself to think more about my camera as an everyday extension of my experiences rather than like the secondary thing of like, oh, I think something might happen here. Let me take my camera. I wanted it to just be with me all the time, take photos of literally everything. But that's it. That's all that I wanted to do, right? One book, one movie. Take photos every day. That's it. I even made, like I said, this perfect uh, plan. I told you I wrote everything out. So uh, I wanted to write down what I would consume each week just to hold myself accountable, right? So week one, I wanted to watch the movie, the Darren Aronofsky film Black Swan because Black Swan is a movie in which I've always wanted to watch uh, but haven't because of how – powerful the camera is as a as a character to help tell the story of mental illness uh that's really interesting to me i wanted to read the creative fight by past guest chris orwig and then in week two i wanted to watch the godfather again a movie that i have not uh, seen surprisingly but it's a movie where composition and lighting really help steer the direction of the film and i wanted to read well you know what let me just stop you right there because the plan did not work Surprise, surprise. Now, I made it through week one, but it was a struggle. It was a real, real struggle. And, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the, the first week, I thought, how is, how is reading one book and watching one movie such a struggle? While I was watching Black Swan, this is kind of embarrassing, while I was watching Black Swan, all I, like, it felt like a chore. The entire time I was thinking, um, you know, of all the things that I could be doing for my business, I wasn't paying attention to the movie. Like what um, What am I doing for my upcoming game plan for 2020 or 2022? You know, how should I uh, 
or should I reread one of my favorite business books, Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller? Or thinking about how I should probably check in with my CPA about a year-end prep. I mean, it was just nonstop. And then once the movie was over, well, I still had a book to get to. Oh, yeah, and I had to take a million photos. Okay, so let me break these down one by one. I'm going to tell you where these things fell apart and what I did instead. So the first thing, right, take 100 photos every day. What is the point of taking 100 photos every single day? Well, aside from just simply getting more practice in uh, shooting, right, you're in a real-world situation. It's uh, cr- some crazy lighting. That was that was kind of the goal, to be honest. But I, what you know, to get that more experience. But in the same way that the Dodgers still take the field and they play catch, just catch before every single game. You know, like me and you know my daughter Parker do. We just play catch every once in a while. Photographers should still be taking low stakes photos. Family, friends, life snapshots, the photos, you know, where you're at the store and you see something interesting and you just take a picture of it with your phone. Don't do that. I wanted to take it with, you know, my camera. And I did do that. And I was happy with the photos that I was taking. But there's that phrase, you can't win the lottery unless you play. You can't capture great images if you aren't shooting. Now, what happened, though, was I found my photos becoming more abstract, I guess, where my photos had less of a defined subject. And the things that I were photographing was simply more of a means to draw your eyes around an image, right? Things like motion blur. Things like getting unusually close to a subject. Uh, Images where I focused more on light, strong light, powerful light. Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step and the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. And then on top of that, I I, uh, went out to Denver for an engagement session, and while I was out there, I had some free time. So I went on a little Fuji photo walk and found that all of the images that I wanted to take didn't have any sort of defined subjects. They were just angles of buildings, just rectangles, just shapes. And it was something different, and I liked it. So that was cool. Now, every day I didn't take 100 photos. Some days, I'll be honest, I took zero photos. Won't lie. But I don't classify this as a failure. Um... Okay, well, 
let me tackle this the, the 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 next thing first before we get into failure, right? Okay, so one of the questions that I got first from my wife and then several other people who I who I talked about on just going to get off of social media for the month was, well, what are you going to do about your business, right? As I said earlier, I kind of have two businesses that rely on social media, uh, both photography and this podcast here. So I, I, I heavily rely on social media to, to book brides and let people know about podcast episodes. Now, this is where the power of social media scheduling really comes in to save the day. So up until this point, I've been using a social media scheduler called Planali, which is okay. It's super finicky when it comes to image sizes and ratios, but it works. Uh, It's a paid tool. But then last week, you're not going to believe this, my favorite client gallery delivery system, CloudSpot, just announced that they are integrating the ability to take the photos that uh, you already have in your image galleries that you you have already uploaded for clients – and then be able to schedule social posts with captions and hashtags from those photos that are already in your galleries that you've already uploaded. Like nobody's doing this. Like it's a built – like it's a, a part client uh, you know, gallery system right, to deliver images. But now also social media scheduler, I, I couldn't believe it. So I am uh, – I'm really excited to jump in and give that a go and then actually cancel my monthly Planali subscription so after CloudSpot also added uh, an album builder into their plans earlier this year, allowing me to cancel my other album builder subscription, CloudSpot has officially saved me more money than it costs, which is crazy to think about. I mean, just super amazing. So if you are still delivering photos with Google Photos or Dropbox, quit doing that. Sign up for CloudSpot today. You can learn more uh, and get a special offer just for being one of my beautiful photo friends. Just head over to deliverphotos.com. One word, deliverphotos.com. Okay, so what is what is going to change for me, right? So obviously, I wasn't able to watch a movie every single week. I wasn't able to read a book every single week. What's going to change? Now, like I said, I had these grand ideas, of reading books, of reading movies, just to really immerse myself in amazing creative works. But what I found was that while I thought I was spending too much time on social media, I was really not spending that much time on my phone. And life still needed to get done, essentially. I still got to you know, take the kids to school. I still got to do laundry. There's dishes to be done, mowing, preparing the garage for winter, uh, my son's birthday. We have Thanksgiving. My wife volunteered me to rip out our old fiberglass shower and put in a tile shower. I've never tiled anything before in my life, and I had to fly out to Denver for an engagement session. So life, it doesn't stop. But you know that. And simply taking, you know, the the social media aspect out of your life isn't going to – well, again, depending on how much time you personally are spending on social media, uh, it's not going to rearrange your entire life. So for me and the amount of time that I regained by not being on social media, I didn't have the additional time to watch a movie a week. So I didn't watch an extra movie a week. I didn't read a photo book every week. I didn't take 100 photos every day. So back to that question, did I fail? I think yes and no. I laid out three things that I wanted to do 
and I didn't do them. Categorically, I failed. But do I consider myself a failure? I don't. I don't consider myself a failure. And while I think I think I just set myself up to fail, I discovered something about myself, and it's that I feel most creative when I have two things. Space, which we talked about, and inspiration, which was the plan to kind of fill up that social media space. I gave myself the inspiration, but I didn't give myself any space to think about what I was seeing. I was consuming before I had to, you know, watch another movie, before I had to look at a hundred more photos. So I'd open up a book and start looking through it, and then I'd think, oh, I still got to get to this movie. And then I'd get to the movie and think, oh, you know, I still got to take a hundred photos. And then I'd be thinking about those things. And then there's still a business to run. So all of that time that I was trying to get back from social media, that space that I was trying to gain, I filled it with inspiration. And inadvertently, I think this is the first time ever I've used inadvertently more than once in a podcast, I crippled myself again with by not giving myself that space. So what's going to change? I think that you have to make time for the things that are important for you. Now, my creativity is important to me. And here I was trying to, you know, pencil it in with as much excitement as a a root canal. Okay, that's a little harsh. But for my style of, of creativity, I need more space than I do inspiration. So what am I going to do? I'm going to have a stack of books on standby. And when I finish one, I'm just going to move on to the next one. With no judgment of how long it takes me to go through a book or what comes out of it. I think photography is a lot about self-realization, right? Self-realization in in figuring out what are the things that you like. Because in photography, when you're shooting you can't to take a really good photo you can't be overwhelmed you have to have some semblance of control and to be able to give yourself that control you have to you know know what is important for you to know what to focus on so again for me this experiment was all about self-realization and making decisions on what's going to work best for me. And that's what you need to do for you. You need to realize what works best for you and how you're going to do that. If you need more content than space, well, then stuff your calendar with books, with movies. Like, do what I just did. (laughs) Because I know that for some people, what I just did sounds like a dream come true. Just watching movies, reading books, taking photos. But if you need to create just for the sake of creating then filling up all of your space with that content is like soul crushing you need to tune everything out 
In fact, if that's you, like if you just create just for the sake of creating, turn off this podcast right now and just go create. So I will tell you that while I wasn't able to check off my list per se, the additional space that taking a step back from social media has given me has, has been very welcome. And even if it means, you know, that I use that space to clean out the garage. Sometimes boring tasks are exactly what you need to think of your next great idea. So think about how you can introduce more space into your life. It's not that social media is bad. It's not that, uh, you know, you don't have time for these things. It's that you need to be self-aware of what it is that you need, whether it's content, whether it's space, whether it's action. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to think of your next, your next great idea. That's the only way that you're going to be able to get to that next level and progress yourself forward. So that's it for this week. Until next week, keep shooting, stay safe. And you know what? I give you the permission to take the day off from Facebook and Instagram. That's it. Until next week, I will see you then. Stay safe.